Hello everyone, I hope you're all doing so so good out there. My name is Lady T. I'm your hostess with the mostess, and this episode you're tuning into is titled Keeping Up with Your Kidneys. And in specific, we're gonna be delving into the topic of chronic kidney disease. So basically I'm gonna be talking about what the disease is what are its impacts both at the Canadian level and globally, just some information about pathology, risk factors, and steps you can take to prevent or manage the disease if you have it, if you know someone who has it, or if you just want to learn more about it. So um, before we get into it, I do have a quick disclaimer. I'm a chronic disease student passionate about public health and providing health awareness. I am not, however, a registered healthcare provider, nor do I claim to be or have more knowledge than one. So please, uh, if you have any concerns regarding your specific health, do not use the information provided in this video as a substitute. Rather, seek out the advice of a registered medical professional. The podcast is only meant for information purposes. And without further ado, let's get started. So since we're going to be talking about chronic kidney disease, I figured it wouldn't make sense uh, if we just jump into the disease without going over basic functions of kidneys. So our kidneys, most individuals are born with two, are part of the excretory system of the human body. And one of the functions of our kidneys is to filter through the toxins and waste in our bloodstream and remove them along with the excess water from our bodies. So this filtration system is made possible through the nephrons that are in our kidneys. And when we're born, we're born with all the nephrons that we need. But keep that in mind as I go into this little example over here. So imagine we get a bike, right? Brand new, tires, great to go, pumped well. It's new. So it's ready to deal with all the damage, all the wear and the tear that we're going to throw at it. But once you've rode that bike for some time, those tires aren't looking that great anymore. And you know what? That's okay. They can be replaced. But the nephrons in your kidneys are not as easily replaced, nor are they replenished. As I said earlier, we're born with a set amount. And as we get older, you know, it's natural that they start to lose function or that they die off and you know the existing nephrons because we have so many of them can manage they can still do their job they can still filter through and remove that excess waste and remove the excess water but that's because we're helping them by not doing anything to overwork them now what if we weren't as kind anymore what if we decided you know because we're in Canada, over 18, to start drinking excessively every single day, or to start smoking, or, you know, eating more processed foods that are higher in sugars and fats and salts, and not nutritious at all, avoiding or not really eating our fruits and vegetables, consuming that good protein, whole grains... What happens then? What are the implications then on our kidneys? Well, those lifestyle uh, behaviors that I just mentioned, they have their own 
risk factors. And the more we do them over longer periods of time, the greater we are at risk for developing two in particular that are going to be the main focus of this podcast, hypertension and diabetes. And both of these risk factors are major contributors to the development of chronic kidney disease. So I mentioned earlier, right? The nephrons were born with the set. They die off as we get older, but it's not the end of the world. Our kidneys can still function. They're strong. They're healthy. They're good. But if we start, you know, consuming all this excess salt and sugar and not really drinking enough water, our body not knowing how to compensate, it kind of goes into overdrive, especially as we get older and we do develop hypertension and diabetes. And what it does is that there's a scarce supply of nephrons now. So the ones that are still, you know, working and filtering, they're being overworked because there is an excess of these toxins the excess of salts, the excess of sugar. So there's just excess overall that the body does not, it's overworked. It's, there's too much pressure on the kidneys. And what happens is with each one, I'll get into it a bit more, the nephrons, because they're so overworked, they start to lose function. And once they completely lose function is when we experience renal failure as the waste is no longer filtered, rather it starts to build up in our bloodstream. And this irreversible loss of nephrons over a period of time, so at least over three months, can result in a toxic state known as uremia. So here's the thing though, with chronic kidney disease, it's not as if you drink, you decide to go on a binge drinking challenge for a year and you drink four glasses of alcohol every single day and then at the end of the year you end up with chronic kidney disease no 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 chronic kidney disease is a progression the disease itself is irreversible but there are stages leading up to it like acute kidney disease and there are instances when we do blood work that certain markers, biomarkers, will indicate to the doctor who will later then tell the patient like, hey, I think you need to start making some changes, especially if you are at greater risk, if you already have diabetes, if you already have hypertension, or if, you know, there's a family history, or if you belong to a certain ethnicity, racial descent, and you're at higher risk, that's when they'll take more precaution. But I'll get into that a bit later. So now that we have you know, a generalized understanding of what chronic kidney diseases are, I'm gonna go into the national and global impacts. So I just wanted to read out a stat for you guys. Between 1990 and 2013, the global age standardized mortality rate from chronic kidney disease increased from 11.6 to 15.8 deaths per 100,000 population. So the disease itself went from being 27th to the 13th leading cause of death 
And this isn't just 13th leading cause in Canada or you know North America, but 13th leading cause globally. So the disease does not is not partial to higher economic or lower economic countries. It's impacting everyone. And one of the key features that I want you guys to keep note of is that it's impacting everyone, but it's also impacting elder individuals. And by elder, I mean 40 plus. So one thing to keep a note, though, that's actually good news. Not all of it is bad. One thing to keep a note that's good news is that we're living longer, which is great, you know. Our healthcare improvements and quality of um, care has improved, so it's allowed individuals to live for longer and grow older, but it doesn't mean that we're growing older without any issues. The longer we live, the older we get, the more susceptible we are to living with chronic conditions. So what that does is that it impacts our quality of life and because chronic kidney disease isn't normally addressed until much later on because the symptoms are very much in line with other risk factors and other conditions it places a greater burden on healthcare providers and public health officials as a whole to provide appropriate care so in countries like Canada where you know you if you're diagnosed with a disease you start to research and look at options like okay what can i do is dialysis the only way out or is there some other um you know behaviors that i can change that could help me manage the disease better even if i do have to live with it for a long time there are certain options that are available to higher income countries that may not be as readily accessible in lower income countries if they do not have a well-functioning um, standardized healthcare system. And just like the disease in and of itself, risk factors for the disease such as hypertension is also a silent killer considering that there are 7.5 million deaths which is 13% of deaths annually, and diabetes. Just a quick uh, little fun fact for you guys, 2.4 million Canadians had diabetes in 2016. So if you think about it, not just the disease, but the risk factors in and of themselves place a huge burden on the health of individuals, and, but also on the healthcare system as a whole whether it be global or national. So like I had mentioned earlier, chronic kidney disease doesn't just pop up out of nowhere and decide to surprise you. It is a progression and it is often at the, that is an end stage of the progression of you know your kidney functionality. So something that happens before chronic kidney disease is acute kidney injury. And this, unlike its counterpart, is reversible and can often be seen um, or addressed when a patient presents symptoms of kidney stones or tumors. Even, you guys, heart failure as well is an indicator 
for acute kidney injury. But if these issues go undiagnosed or untreated and, you know, functionality of kidneys continues to deteriorate based off of lifestyle behaviors, that is when it leads to eventual development of chronic kidney disease. So as I had mentioned earlier, another risk factor that can contribute to the development of chronic kidney disease is hypertension. And so what happens in a normal functioning kidney void of hypertension is that the, you know, contaminants, they, the toxins, the waste, the water, they all go through the filtering units, the nephrons, they get filtered out, whatever comes back comes back, and they uh, go through the head of the nephron known as the Bowman's capsule. This is how the blood enters and exits and then gets filtered out and blood pressure will remain normal, right? All good? Great. However, in an individual with hypertension, what would happen is the blood vessels from the renal artery would enter this Bowman's capsule and what happens is somebody who has hypertension would also have thicker, like a thickening of their blood vessels. So you might be wondering, okay, but so what's the big deal with that? Thickening of blood vessels often means narrow passageways. So there's limited blood that could even flow through to get filtered and, um, you know, be excreted later on. The toxins, that is, would be excreted later on. So the body then how it responds to this new sort of barrier is that it decides like okay you know i'm getting limited blood flow i can't filter through so let me increase your blood pressure and by that maybe i'll get more blood pumping so that i can filter through and this would work for a period of time but once kidney failure, it advances from acute to chronic, this is no longer sufficient and all you're left with is waste accumulating in your bloodstream alongside higher blood pressure. Not to mention eventual thickening and hardening of the blood vessel and thickening and hardening. I feel like you know where I'm going to go with this, but it also poses a risk for development of cardiovascular disease as well. So since your kidneys are responsible for restoring balance, acid-base balance, but also sodium and water balance, if there's an increase in sodium and water retention because the filtration process is impaired, that will also increase blood pressure and as a result um, restrict fluid intake so with diabetes, what happens is almost similar. The filtration process is impaired, but here's the catch. Um, hypertension is actually a risk factor for diabetes as well. So as you can see, all of these are very interconnected, but nonetheless, high blood glucose puts immense pressure on the filtering units. And if they're unable to perform, it impairs overall functionality and by that it also accumulates again it adds to the accumulation of waste and blood and 
you know, inability for excretion. So once you have an advanced stage, so or chronic kidney disease is an advanced stage, you would see symptoms, but it's difficult to detect if someone is at risk early on unless you are made aware of your risk factors. So this doesn't uh, just include screening for certain biomarkers, but it also means uh, being cautious of your you know, million dollar question here, uh, your blood pressure, guess who would have said, who guessed I would have said blood pressure, but also your uh, glucose, your blood glucose. So being wary of hypertension and diabetes. And by being cautious and taking the necessary preventative measures, this restores um, early intervention and treatment to slow the progression of the disease, but also reduce overall health costs. Because yes, maybe we can get subsidized uh, healthcare payments from, you know, the government for dialysis in some countries, but in other countries, other countries that is not an option. And without treating it properly, um, you are at risk for, I'd mentioned earlier, root uremia, which are, is a clinical symptom of toxicity, and it is the effect from accumulation of waste products in your bloodstream, but this will show in your lab work through certain biomarkers. So you might be wondering, well, what sorts of biomarkers then? So when you go get your blood test done at your family physician's office, or you go to a lab, and you know you get this done either every three months, six months, a year. Normally, they would mark off something called EGFR. And so EGFR is your estimated glomerular filtration rate. I almost butchered that. I'm so sorry. But the purpose of this biomarker is to determine the function or the remaining kidney function through your blood. Another indicator is uh, measured in your urine sample, and it's called creatinine. So creatinine is the waste left over from normal muscle breakdown and rebuilding, and it needs to be filtered out of the blood into the urine. So, so if there are high levels of creatinine in your blood, and I'm talking maybe more than 1.2 for women and 1.4 for men, that is when it's something to be noted that you might be having issues with your kidneys. And as for EGFR, if the overall amount is 30 or less, that is an indication of severe loss of kidney function. And if it's 15 or less, uh, it indicates kidney failure. So if you're wondering, okay, I know the biomarkers, I have an idea of how the kidneys work and what impairs its function. So, you know, how could I, what could I do to prevent it? Or what risk factors should I look out for? There are modifiable, non-modifiable, and some socioeconomic risk factors that do determine your experience with chronic kidney disease. So modifiable risk factors, as mentioned throughout the podcast thus far, include diabetes or hypertension, 
And these, along with other risk factors and chronic conditions, not only affect the health of your kidneys, but they can also decrease function a lot quicker than someone who is not uh, who does not have um, diabetes or hypertension. But here's the thing. As already mentioned, 7.5 million deaths, 13 deaths, 13% deaths annually and for hypertension so globally, and 2.4 million Canadians had diabetes in 2016. So there are not many people who don't have these risk factors. So you might so what are ways to mitigate this? Well, taking appropriate medication for one, you know, controlling blood pressure through medication and blood sugar through medication, but also exercising, body weight exercises in particular, and consuming a healthy diet rich in fibers and um, you know, managing your protein levels not so much sugar, natural or otherwise, but completely eliminating processed foods and smoking. Alcohol, depending on level of function of kidneys, doctors might recommend that you do completely quit alcohol, but definitely no smoking. But aside from hypertension and diabetes, infections such as HIV, tuberculosis, oh my, tuberculosis, malaria, hepatitis B, and C are also, um, could also indicate um, greater susceptibility to development of chronic kidney disease. So if you live in a country like Canada where kids uh, do get the HIV vaccine or the uh, hep B, hep C vaccine when they're, and you know, you get it after a certain amount of years, then that could also work as a precautionary mechanism in addition to annual flu shots. Now, uh, there are preventable, you know, modifiable risk factors, but just as just like that, there are also non-modifiable risk factors. So your age, for instance, chronic kidney disease is not prevalent in individuals until and at least the age of 40 and above. As mentioned earlier, people do lose kidney function with age especially if they're already at greater risk with um, their greater vulnerability due to their other risk factors. Ethnicity, African um, population, individuals of African descent, Asian and Pacific Islander descent are also at greater risk of developing chronic kidney disease, especially if there's a family history associated with it. And finally, socioeconomic risk factors include substandard living standards and working conditions um, such as strenuous work uh, that involves heat stress, which could lead to dehydration and heat-related mortality, as studies have shown that repeated dehydration leads to chronic kidney disease. But as well, in more rural environments, if individuals are working on agribusiness plantations, agricultural workers have shown um, greater incidence of chronic kidney disease due to heightened exposure of toxic agents such as pesticides and heavy metals and industrialized waste or industrial waste. But also when you're working in such strenuous conditions, it's 
you, arguably it can be assumed that there's not much disposable income to purchase good quality, healthy, nutritious foods. So malnutrition is also a common indicator of um, chronic kidney disease over a prolonged period of time as um, also bone disorders due to the low calcium and high phosphorus due to insufficient nutrient um, supply. So what are some things you can do? You can monitor your sodium intake. Again, as mentioned, do weight training exercises. Take supplements if it is difficult for you to implement certain um, minerals in your diet, so like calcium and vitamin D supplements if you're at low risk of calcium. Appropriate medication, no smoking, no alcohol, healthy eating, 30 to 60 minutes of activity a day uh, for adults. But, you know, worse comes to worse, dialysis. So I hope you found this video informative. I hope you found it useful. Do leave your comments below and let me know what topic you'd like me to discuss next. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Once again, it's your hostess with the mostest, Lady T, and I'm signing off.